0: man I really thank everybody for tuning in it's been a plum, pleasing pleasure for you guys to uh, be in the mix it's one of those things it's one of those things whereas we have to figure out do we do we do we go ahead and pay pay the man and the thing is if if you want to do that then then that's cool if you don't then that's cool too as well we got to figure out a way, once we pay somebody the money, those big dollars, will they still be able to perform? And, and that's the main thing. Can you still perform once you get paid the big dollars from the Dallas Cowboys? That's been our issue. That's been our Achilles heel for a long time. Uh, it's been one of those things where we pay a guy, and then the next year he just do not perform. Regardless, if we can go all the way back outside of the offensive line. We go all the way back to the early 2000s, you know, or, or we make trades and we make deals. And do they go uh, go about being the deal that we really want for them to perform like the, the Miles Austins of the world's right? Um, the um, even the Dez Bryant, the Tony Romo, when we paid Tony Romo, he broke his pinky, he broke his back. He broke this and he broke that, you know. So I don't know if you want to be um, money shy or, or then we already knew what we did with Brandon Carr. So there, there's a fickle process when it goes to paying a, a, a person that perform, and, and we have to figure out, can we overcome that particular Achilles heel? Uh, I think that he's looking north of $70, 000, $70 million. That's a lot of cheddar for somebody that, that can play. and And hopefully, you know. Can show up and show out, but we just never know for one year production. Now, if you can do the the the, the, uh, schematics or or the matrix of the the, the salary cap or or pretty much if you can do the performance of his salary or performance of his pretty much skill set. Uh, the year pre- previous to last year, maybe you can say if this didn't happen, if that didn't happen, maybe something like that. But let me give a shout out to the first person who uh, jumped into the chat box. Shout out to Chris, man. He won. Chris, uh, you, you first place and then trusting and then, uh, Chris again, he's Chris's man. They running the show right now. They running the They running the Cowboys nation, man. Salute to Virginia Finders and uh, everybody else that's in there. Fred Allen and Chaz and, and, uh, those who out there have been following the channel for a long time. I really appreciate it, man. I thank you so much. James bank, man. Shout out to you, Mr. Mad eye to 2020. He got 2020 visions, but, um, With your 2020 vision, where do you see the Cowboys going? You know, we have to figure out a way where we can still pay our guys and they perform. We do know that, as far as what he did last year, was everything we needed. All I can say is if David Irvin can get out there and get his mind straight and get his everything, get his act together, maybe, maybe we can just have that fearsome, foursome, you know, David Irvin, uh, Malik Collins. Throw in a Jihad Ward, and then you throw in um, the, the Tacos of the Worlds, and, and you have a, uh, I know I'm going over four because we've got so many defensive finesse guys, then you throw in a D-Law. This would be right. Four years, 23.5 sacks. This is from Charles. I mean, the stats, you know, stats, stay, stats stays the stats, you know. Uh, we need to, we need a Randy Gregory. I, I remember um, recalling Botch Lombardi saying that he would kick certain players off the bridge to have Randy Gregory. You know, and, and and that's the thing. You know, who can we put into the mix that can just play on Sundays? Hey, we we tired of we tired of being mediocre. And the best thing that you can do. Is follow the teams that win. Uh, now, I, you guys know that it was going to come. Uh, you guys knew I was going to talk about this, right? The uh, the Patriots, you know, or some people call them the Cheaters or whatever. You know, Bill Belichick. What would Bill Belichick do? You know, in this fashion, you got a guy that performed. Did a damn good job, and I do believe that you should, if you perform at your job, you should get paid, right? You shouldn't just be talking for free, or you should not be uh, working for free. I believe that the guy should get paid. I think the guy needs his pesos, too, as well. But what would Bill Belichick do at this point? He'll try to navigate and finagle his way on trading D-law at this point. I mean, I don't think that you sink $75 million on a guy that only perform one year. But you can try to sink that type of resources to get two first-round picks, maybe two-thirds, a, a two-thirds two two-thirds in the first, you know, something like that. We need a break. And that what Jimmy Johnson used to do, not just going all the way back to the 90s. I remember a player uh, said, hey, I had asthma. And, and Jimmy Johnson said, what the hell that got to do? The asthma field is over there. That put, that was in all the newspapers over there, those who can remember that this guy didn't care about your feelings. Now, of course, you do have some of your mega stars and superstars on the team, but they was the dang on right producing. And that's what those are the guys that he pretty much gave a little leeway on. Now, entering into this new era, this new new funk of uh, of players. We can say, well, the salary cap, he didn't play well. Well, he didn't coach well off into the salary cap. And what the world did he do when he went to uh, coach for, um, uh, I guess, the Miami Dolphins? Neither here nor there. Resources are resources. But. You know, we have to figure out something and, and and in order for us to win, we we may have to throw in new wrinkles. We may have to do some things that's different. We may have to start off new trends, new new flavor. Uh, I did a play. the I did the uh, film session the other day on um, on uh, Xavier Woods, the X weapon, you know, weapon X or X man. Put down your your thoughts of what his nickname should be or, or or is going to be Professor X, you know, but. They put out a three two six defense. And one can say that's a just a hybrid version of a dime. But it was something that was creative to get pressure to the quarterback. Squeeze the quarterback, the quarterback drop back, rushed his throw. That's what we need to do. We have to figure out ways to create pressure for this hungry defense. Defense win just not games, but they win championships. And we need another ring. I'm tired of seeing these banners behind me. We want rings. We want to be able to walk around, you know, with those rings all on our hand. We got to we got to move on to the next hand. Yes, we got all the rings on one hand, but we need one more hand to get filled up too as well. And then when we start filling up, when we get 10 rings, I want more. I'm greedy. I know you guys are greedy too. I'm greedy. I want these rings, you know. I'm I don't want to be uh mediocre. No, 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 no. We don't want to do that. Nobody wants to be that, right? We want to be winning games and dominating games, not just winning by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. We want to win. That's the name of the game. Shout-out to Chris Dantzler, man. Thank you for for the salute, bro. Uh, Shout-out to Joshua McKeever, CT Cowboys, DC for life. Shout-out to you guys, man. Uh, Mr. Williams in the mix, too, as well. Uh, Who else we got? Michael Warren in this mix, too, as well. James Banks banking all over the Cowboys Cowboys Nation he put hashtag Cowboys Nation don't forget to like this page subscribe to this channel share the content Uh, join me on my podcast too as well the links are down below in the description box I thank all you guys for tuning in Uh, but moving over to the next topic we can talk about that I'm gonna let you guys steer the uh, committee right now I know it's early shout out to every Saturday person that's up real early in the morning listen to me talk My mind, speak my thoughts. Uh, Lance Satchel, what's going on? Law, do you believe in your heart that we are going to land Earl Thomas? All right. Shout out to Okoye, too, as well. I, I think that you guys go to his page. He did the comparison of the comparison of the comparison of Jeff Heath and Earl Thomas. Now, you know, he was talking about the declines of stats and stuff like that. That's cool. I mean, we can pull up stats, we can dissect them and look at them at, look them up and down, and say, okay, this is where this trajectory or trajectory is going to be, you know, of a player, and this is where they decline of products. And then I saw somebody in the comment section said, okay, if we're going to go by stats along, then according to those stats. Adrian not Adrian Peterson, but the other Peterson, uh this I think it's Patrick Peterson that played for the Cardinals. It's just a washed up, beat down uh cornerback, and then he said, Okay, I agree. I love when I listen to people talk about stats, right? And then he threw in the uh the um uh, the objective of uh Dez Bryant, right? Dez Bryant stats. If you gonna say that you don't like Earl Thomas stats, well, you say if you like Earl Thomas and then you frown upon Dez Bryant declines in stats, then then what are you arguing about, basically? He was saying, basically, if you have fault against Dez Bryant' stats, you should have the same matter of fault against, you know, Earl Thomas. But d- neither here nor there, I like Jeff Heath. I'm going to beat on my chest and I was going to say this too as well before anybody was just looking at Jeff Heath, I was the guy that put my name out there saying Jeff Heath going to be somebody. He's gonna make these plays. Give the guy he had the tenacity, he have the strength, he had the, the speed burst around the edges and all this stuff. And then I did a video, uh I did the the original Uh, Jeff Heath film session but I had to take it down because of copyright because that that was during the time that I had the full broadcasting view and I was doing a film session and I did the opening game what made Jeff Heath the Jeff Heath that everybody disliked and it was the Megatron game that Megatron caught 313 beyond yards on the Dallas Cowboys defense, and it was just a horrible showing. And then I showed everybody the clips of pretty much it was Brandon used car fault, but Jeff Heat just looked like he was the guy that's getting burned because Brandon used car, to me personally, is a more physical corner. They had him paying so far out that he was just getting used and abused, and that car just couldn't roll, Right. And Jeff Heath, we saw Jeff Heath hulk down Megatron. And I I might have to just go back to the film archives and put it back out there to the universe because nobody have this clip out there. Unfortunately, it's a copyright type of uh, clip, but I might just put it back out there on Facebook or something. So everybody can see Jeff Heath hulk down Megatron and knock him out of bounds. I said, man, that brother right there, he have a Ph.D. He's poor, hungry and determined. That's what I talk about with Jeff Heath. Now, put that all to the side, like uh, the next three games later, that was the game that Jeff Heath, this 2013, this Jeff Heath rookie year, that was the game that Jeff Heath got ran over by Adrian Peterson. You guys don't remember that, but I think some of you guys that's in the film ses- that do the film sessions too as well, you guys might remember that. Jeff Heath, mano a mano, Adrian Peterson, he just picked him up and carried him for five yards, him and some other guys, into the touchdown. And everybody remembered Jeff Heath. That's all they could remember. 2013 and then 2014, they said, you know what, we're going to put you to the side. And he just faded it away from there. And now we move to this present day. For us to say that Jeff Heath is anything comparable of Earl Thomas, it's kind of like saying that I'm a – Michael Jackson Michael Jackson is my father, or something like that. You know, is it's crazy, it's beyond my mind. I can look at stats, but it's something different about knowing where to be at on the ball, knowing the end is in and out of this particular defense that Chris Richard is going to put out there. Earl Thomas is pale a comparison of what you can say what a Jeff He Jeff Heath is. Now I love Jeff Heath. I believe deep down in my heart that Jeff Heath as a rotational piece is a wonderful, fantastic part that we can put on his defense. But you just do not sell everything on Jeff Heath. What will Bill Belichick do? What will people do that won championships? They just don't do this type of stuff. And now, I'm just going to say this right here too as well. This is not a basher of Jeff Heath. And this is a shout out to Okoye too as well. What I'm saying is, is that we have to think beyond our minds when it comes to this football play and and follow the team that won Super Bowls. Every team that you can name from from the last five years, they did one major thing during the offseason. They went and got free agents, guys. They went and got it. Prove me if I'm wrong. I'm willing to stand on this chair backwards and turn turn, turn around and jump off. Go back in the last five years. If we can go back last year, Ron Darby. Either you make if either you make a trade or you make free agency move. Ron Darby. You know, the the, the fifth to Delphi Eagle, they went and got Ron Darby. The year before that, uh, who won the Super Bowl? The Patriots, they went, they went and got some people, man. And in my mind just can't recall of all of the names of the people they went and got. But you got to figure out a way to make your move. You just can't sit back and say, I trust my guys to win it all. When they have not done it, it just just gets on my nerves because we just not have seen the production that we want from our team. We will see the same thing over and over again, saying that I want my kind of guys to win this thing. You got to have somebody who's been there, did it, and done it before. All right, so moving forward, uh, shout out to those that's in the chat box. It, It is what it is, man. Um, used car. <laughs> That's what I call him, man. Cause out in space, Brandon Carr, he, he, he's just not a great corner. Nicola, shout out to you too as well. Heath is a throwback, Bill Bates. I like him. His his corners uh, have his corner corners have have been deficient. You know, his corner play. <sighs> This is the thing, you know. We we are glorified and we are hyped and pumped up about interceptions, which is cool. But we fail to realize when somebody misses an assignment and it's seventy yards or eighty yards or just or thirty yards or twenty yards, or if somebody whiff on a tackle and they on their knees being baptized, it, those are things that we fail to realize. And 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 playing defensive back, you you want to you you want to be able to be that enforcer. Now the argument will be. That fact that okay, okay, law, what if Jeff he started every particular game? Will his stats be better? you know uh there's a thing uh in the financial world or or in economics where I have an economic degree and um and, and then I'm not just trying to throw out hey, I'm an economics guy, you know uh, but there's a thing called um deficiency um and, and then there's also a thing called um Pareto deficiency. And law of diminishing rates of return, meaning that the law of diminishing rates of return, the more often that you use said product or the more often that you have a particular device out there, that particular device with diminishing, it would return less. It will return or have a digression in that particular product, meaning that if I can run uh, 10 miles that's cool a day but eventually my 10 miles a day my time frame yes it will plateau at one point but after that plateau point i will start declining so meaning that i cannot do this particular production every day now i may can do it all out and lights out one day or one day out of, out of a month but if i do it 10 days out of a month The production would not be the same. And what I'm seeing is what we see from our eyes. We see Jeff Heath. He catch these interceptions. And we're saying to ourselves, man, this guy can be this every day. That's not the case. nor the scenario. But what we want to see Jeff Heath in is in a situation where he comes in and be the savior. But not always be the guy that's going to be out there every single down. Trust me it's is if if he if he had the ability if he had the wherewithal and he had the skill set he would already been out there every down there are things that we just don't see out there with the naked eye especially from the broadcasting view there are just things that we don't see now one can argue and say well this coaching staff has always been um uh, wrong on players name me one guy in the last 10 years that the coaching staff let go on defense and he just went and ball somewhere else. I'm waiting. I just really want to wait. And I want to let you guys, you guys should just let me know. Just comment now or comment down below once the video is over with. Just name me one guy that left the Cowboys on the defensive side of the ball who just left. And then all of a sudden we said, man, this guy is just lights out. He going to Pro Bowls, at the Pro Bowl at the Pro Bowls. And maybe you can throw in a Sendejo who played for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, he played for the Cowboys roster. But I'm going to move it back to maybe the last five years within the Rob Marinelli system. Name me the guy that just left and just balled out, made multiple pro bowls. You just can't find that type of production. These guys know Rob Marinelli is no fool. He may not coach the way we want him to coach, but he's still no talent. Hey, yeah, DeMarcus Ware. I'm talking about now. Come on now. Come on now. They didn't misuse DeMarcus Ware. I'm talking about within the Rob Marinelli system. where name me a guy. Newman. <laughs> Now, those guys, Newman, where? Those are not Rob Marinelli's guys. Come on, keep going. Let me know. I'm Now, I'm also figuring out who guys, where y'all been. Family First, man, I like that name, man. That's a beautiful name. Agent Evo 480, Mr. Mad, Mr. Was it Mad Eye 2020? Newman, where those guys. Where they didn't leave because of because of actual they couldn't play. They left because of money. And then on top of that too as well with where situation, and they thought for sure that his back was just gone like a pretzel. The thing is with DeMarcus Ware, although he was a not a Rob Marinelli's guy, but the reason why he balled and went to another place because come on now. He had Von Miller on the other side. And then you can argue the same thing with Newman. You can, have, you can say that with Newman, but Newman left before Rob Marinelli, I believe. I could be wrong on that. Not Toast Newman, but he was getting burnt. Newman, Newman have the uh, <laughs> Newman have a different type of approach to the game. You know, he's still playing and he's about me and Newman about the same age. He, New, Newman's is kind of, you know, an old old guy. Barry Church. Barry Church didn't ball ball, man. Barry Church still looked decent. Barry Church looked like Barry Church of 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 uh 2000 and what's years? 2014 and 16 barry church when he went to the jacksonville jaguars he disappeared a little bit he didn't play every snap they actually rotated barry church in although barry church was out there saying hey i'm actually playing more now but come on how many interceptions what was his overall number did he get to the pro bowl you know those are things that you look for uh jeff take bad angles to tackle donald lewis uh it, and then again guys these are just my opinions and these are just my view, reviews or my thoughts of what I've seen out there. Now, if I'm not saying that when you take Jeff Heath and you put him out there and he get 10 interceptions, everybody come to me and say, hey, Law, you're wrong. Then I'll be one happy mother sucker. You know what I mean? But one thing that I can say, this is defense. It's different for what we're going to see down the line anyway, is Chris Richard's defense. So hopefully they're going to play these guys up front, up press, and we know for sure that he's going to give them different type of breathing room for the quarterback to pass the ball. That's one thing. And when you have the mindset – to have the quarterback to think before they throw, then that's going to be a different type of defense, too, as well. But what I'm just going back, look at the whole entire picture. Whatever happened to a Russell Wilson, <laughs> a Ryan Russell, I meant to say, I think Russell Wilson, you know, we never had him. But Ryan Russell, yeah, he went to Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he disappeared. Um uh, I can't think of uh, an all pro. We didn't have none of that on our side of the ball on defense, you know. Uh, Jeff Heave will not start. This is from Williams. Yeah. Um, And CT Cowboys, I'm trying. I'm trying over here, Law. (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things, man, whereas we try to figure out this defense. We want what's best for our team, we want what's best for our. organization but sometimes we have to just look in the mirror and say okay maybe just maybe the way that we are doing trying to develop our guys yes these guys are are basically i don't want to say mediocre guys but these guys are basically in the middle guys but one thing we can raise our hand to is that now we have possibilities of hope with the Jordan Lewises, with the Cheeto bay maybe Anthony Brown, maybe that, that was just his sophomore slump. Maybe he will step this up. And then we talk about X Woods. Those younger guys that have just been recently drafted, maybe there's an opportunity, a chance for these guys to elevate their game. And 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 I could still throw in a Kevon Frazier. Hopefully this secondary, the guys that also that – Chris Rashard is bringing in. Hopefully we can figure out with these guys, the dogs. Remember we was talking about last year around this time. We said we're looking for some dogs. We're looking for somebody who can get nasty, get into the face of the opposition and create turnovers, right? Now, we got some dogs now. I think that they graduated from being puppies to dogs during the middle of the season last year. To be 8th overall is cool from a statistical uh, aspect or or from a from a numbers game, but being ranked 27th 27, I think 27 or 28, something like that, the bottom half of the NFL getting off the field on third down is not going to be a winning formula. You have to figure out a way to get off the field on third downs. Third down defense is everything. And how you do that? Either you A get a better coaching staff in here who can say, okay, I'm not going to give you the underneath pass. You're going to have to earn the underneath. Two, get dogs up and get some more dogs up in here. That's not afraid to bite. They got teeth, right? You see the teeth? That's what you want. You want somebody to have that type of temperament out there. Let me see what I got on my phone. Yeah, so. That shout out to uh uh Karsten Muller. I don't know if you're in the chat box or what, you know, but you just sent me a donation to help grow the nation via PayPal, man. I appreciate that. Every penny counts. I really thank you guys for, for doing that. You know, this this studio, as far as sound and, and lighting and all this stuff that you see. It's not easy. Be me, but it it is one of those things where we we're making it. Um because James is, is a uh, turnover machine. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know it may be. They are they are all uh, jags. Just a guy. Uh, that's what uh Tristan say. Um, How well you know, and, and we got to move on beyond that. So going back to the major major topic, everybody wants to get paid. That's the name of the game. I, I really think that we should re- take a good look at d law. Um, if he asking for seventy-five million, can you live with D Law production? Um, can you what if D Law leave and he be the Reggie White for another team? That could be a what if, but what if D Law never gets over fifteen sacks again? That's the major conundrum that we will have to face. Uh, we have to figure out something. I don't know, you know. Let me know with the comments down below. Give me a thumb up emoji if you want to pay D Law the 75 million. Or uh just put a, give me a thumb down emoji if you just don't want D Law to get paid that money. Or should we just wait and see? Uh would be like the little sign like I don't know, that mess sign like I don't know, you know. Give me a thumbs up, let me know. Not seventy five million, but that's where his range at, uh, Palmer. Uh it, it's it's around seventy five million, you know. Pay the man, this is from uh Robert Small. He said pay the man, so we got uh, you got two people saying hell no. We got we got a few people that saying, uh, "Pay the man, don't be a Shante Carver." <laughs> no, show me the money, pay him. You know, and so family first saying, "Pay the man," you know, and and that's what we play for football for. We we play football to get paid. You know, his back isn't that isn't that good. though. Mm. The alternatives uh, what are the alternatives? Maybe we drafted Taco Charlton for a reason we still have Randy Gregory and we have Doris Armstrong. those are all defensive ends you know, and I know Tyrone Crawford if we managed to pay him forty million. I think d law said, okay, I know i'm uh, I'm no I know I'm north of forty million so so somehow some way so I got a few thumbs downs on the pay demand we are we finally have the war daddy pay him. this is from Joseph. War daddy indeed, you know Nicola said no, you know I uh, got her as down as one of the enforcers. So says no, big thumbs down. None of them proven. Yeah, this is from Robert. Uh, Josh, hooligan. Hooligan, I think that's how you say your name. Not yet. One more you, to prove it, you know. So th- this is the thing. Either you pay him now, you'd be five years, seven million, right? Then if he come trash somehow and you manage to skip his payments and say, okay, well, you know, good luck with the next team. Either now you can get something for your resources and maybe get a draft pick. But if you pay the man, that's all you get, right? Or you pay him and he turns out to be like Crawford, you know. That could be the possibility. There could be a chance in a scenario. So, Maybe we should pump the brakes and just say, okay, make it a prove-it year. Put your money on the line. Put your body on the line. You're getting 17 million if you if you work that 17 million right. You don't have to work another day in your life. And I do know that you know 17 million to NFL players. It's laughable for basketball players, but but for NFL players, maybe 17 million is not a lot. You know, I'm talking about his uh, franchise tag. But give me seventeen million. I don't have to work another day. Give me seven million. Give me, uh, I can flex it with one million. Somebody come in section. Give me seven hundred thousand. I probably don't have to work another day in my life. But these players are on a different stratosphere. You give them seventeen. Give him seventeen million. He played this one year out, and then we'll see. You know, if it's midway around the middle of the season, you say, okay, look we'll we go ahead and slide that five years in if he was in the middle of the season and already got 10 sacks. Maybe they can do that aspect of it. Look at that aspect of it. But if you don't pay the man and he balls off, let's say he ball out like, uh, let me throw in a number, 19 sacks. You know, five forced fumbles or something like that, like a crazy year. That price tag that just went up. It went up from $5 million to $75 million to, he want Aaron Donald's money. You know, he want hundred million strong, then that's when you have to really look back at everything so it's it's a weird money's game. <laughs> how else they give me five hundred thousand half of a million and I won't say a word. he'd be straight for life, right? It's amazing how we can be we can flex this money out, you know, put it into one of those safe secured accounts where you can just sit back and draw the interest, stuff like that, don't buy a house too big, don't buy a car too flashy, you know. Maybe you splurge a little bit, but just not a lot, you know. Maybe you splurge a little bit on clothes or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, put it in a in a in a in a secure banking account. Maybe you do something like that. Tag devil James Sorrell say, yeah, tag the man. <laughs> Carr was balling in uh Baltimore. I give you that. I give you that. They play Car up tight up front on the line. He got a few interceptions when you look back at his film. But I don't think he made that Pro Bowl. But Carr did ball. I ain't going to lie to you, man. So maybe, maybe you guys can commit me with that, you know. But shout-out to Carr. The used car got a few more miles in him, right? He better not ball this year because I'll be mad then, right? <laughs> but nah, I don't wish him no, no, no ill will against Brandon Carr. But shout-out to Brandon Carr. I think he got four interceptions, maybe three, something like that, something like that last year. Your law, defensive tackle is an issue still. This is from Josh yeah it is a major issue when we're talking about defensive tackle you know it creates so many things uh look back at the film that i showed yesterday on the um on the uh, xavier woods when i showed everybody uh the three two uh six defense they lined they lined um number ninety five david irvin i'm trying not to say belly irvin because maybe he's just working out right now they line him up at zero. it's like at the nose tackle. They fanned uh, Tyrone Crawford to the edge. They put D. Law on the other side, and they kind of squeezed in um, Sean Lee and number fifty-seven and, and the linebacker number fifty-seven. They squeezed him in. I think his name is Wilson. Um, I, I just remember players' numbers. They squeezed him in and they did a twist stunt, and he was able to break free. And I'm talking about number fifty, Sean Lee. He was able to break free, create pressure, and the quarterback had to rush the throw. But if you look back at that film. You look at the middle, the interior. As much as strength that we think that uh, David Irvin have, he didn't move that line up one bit. He plays too erect. He's so tall and rangy. He don't get the bend that you want. That's why they put him on the edge sometimes. And then, of course, can he play the three? Yes. But when you talk about nose tackle, nose tackle, you need that big plug. Regardless of how we look at it, we need a guy that's going to eat 30 ham sandwiches drink 40 gallons of milk and just going to just lean and put that pressure into the interior of the pocket. If I'm a quarterback, if I'm a seasoned vet quarterback, I don't care about the edges. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, if I'm Tom Brady, if I'm any seasoned quarterback, I'm, I'm going to say with the Cowboys. I'm playing against the Cowboys. I'm not even worried about the middle of the interior of the uh, of the defense. Every time they coming off their edge, streaming off the edge, I'm just going to sit back, look. And I'm going to slide, step forward, make my throw. Sit back, look where the pressure at, slide, step forward, and make my throws. And then even if they started to win off the side, then I'm going to bring in the uh, 12 personnel. I'm going to have two tight ends, and I'm going to make sure I have my added protection. And then I'm on top of that, I, I can still do 11 personnel. I'm going to have my running back to shade and chip off the side where you're going to try to come in at. That's what I'm going to do as a veteran quarterback. And then on top of that, too, as well, if anybody look back at all our games, when when we're playing against Rob Marinelli's defense, the the weakness on any cover two, even if you're playing Madden, and I haven't played Madden in a long time, how you beat the cover two, middle seam, vertical routes, anything that has to do with flats and passing off into the edge and interior with slant routes that will kill your cover two defense because you have so much space in, in between. The outer edges, you might have fits and putting that ball there, but if you're not getting pressure up front with the front four, then all you have to do is just pick them off, especially like Cherries if they're playing off coverage. And they're playing that loose bail technique, you can still lead the throw and get it down and get it done. That's what that's what Aaron Rodgers did. That's how he came back to beat us. This, the last several times. And that's why Rob Marinelli has been always in the doghouse when he play against Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers fool around, settle his, his 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 little jills, he settle his nerves, and then he sit there and he pick Rob Marinelli's defense apart. Go back, take my—you don't have to take my word for it. Trust me, but verify it for yourself. Go back and look at the Chicago days. Whenever Rob Marinelli was with that team, and look at the uh, Detroit Lions days. He still had to play Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers carved that cover two defense up because it's the basic of the basic defense of what everybody learns to play when they're in high school, almost. And Aaron Rodgers have that same knowledge to just go back and carve us apart, <laughs> regardless. You know, uh, cut him. Tyrone Crawford uh, would have it. Have you done? For me lately, <laughs> pretty much this is from a hot rod. My my contacts are dry, so that's why I can barely read the, the information. He said, cut Tyrone Crawford. What have you done for me lately? Yes, uh, I'm on the fence. This is from Drew, Dura Williams. Yeah. On the fence of whether or not we pay the man or not, um, drafted uh, Crawford for a 3-4 and, and it is not, never have been a fit to use him at a, as a 4-3, basically. I don't know, man. At this point, you know, he's a tweener guy. He's too – he don't have the band to play on the outside. He's not big enough to play inside, you know. The coaching staff, by now, should, when they saw Tyrone Crawford, they should say, hey, we're going to put 25 on your frame. For 25 pounds and we're just going to keep you inside interior we're not even going to try you on the edges but you know injuries played a lot of uh, you know uh, injuries played a lot in the whole other stuff he said i like coney yeah this is from palmer yeah we do like coney Ely too as well we just going to have to see what he can do um and it's just one of those things it may be a wait and see too as well with him uh, all right so we've been going for 36 minutes we'll try to go 45 minutes strong uh what else you guys have in the chat box Law, what it do? This is from Mardley, man. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to uh, the Delta. (laughs) Gentry High. Uh, Shout out to uh, the Delta area. You guys know that's from the muddy deeps of the South, Mississippi. Uh, Can the Cowboys get the Ontario Poe? I don't know. Uh, Rob Marinelli don't like the, uh, the those big guys like that. And he's Dontario Poe is a very athletic guy. Uh, I think I still have some All-22 clips somewhere. You Just type in Dontario Poe All-22 on, fa- on YouTube or Facebook, and you will see the clip that I have of him. And when he was a free agent, I said, okay, let's go out there and get this type of guy that we can insert in the middle and just forget. But our solution would be Brian Price. Maybe he can be the guy that can just... Step up, show up, and just come out of nowhere. And I just Hulk smash this whole thing, you know. Kenny <laughs> uh, Cowboys. Uh, let me see. I read that one. Chris Shaw. Only one Charles Edwards. Uh, let me see. Rodgers have a three or four Super Bowl appearance. I can't remember. Aaron Rodgers only have one. Yeah, that's what they was asking. Okay. Ron Smith in the mix. What's going on? Well, he said, what's up? Law from the Salt Lake City, Utah. Shout out to Utah, man! Shout out to Salt Lake. Don't forget, God. I like. That. I love to hear where you guys are from. You know, that's always a plus, man. Hearing us, the Cowboys Nation, we the only channel that can come on YouTube and say, "When where you from?" And people pull up Salt Lake. People pull up uh, even Philadelphia. People pull up. Uh, they from Virginia. They from New York. They from Texas. Uh, they from uh, Mississippi and Atlanta. You know, all these places, cities and states, man. And they from London across the pond, and shout out to Canada, Canada, oh Canada! Shout out to you guys too as well, man, because they watch the show. People from Mexico—we the only show that's on YouTube. And if we can talk about cowboys, we can say where you're from, and people say all these different areas, Hawaii, and all this stuff. Um, Memphis, Tennessee—I call it Tennessee, not Tennessee. Tennessee—that's what I'm talking about. Look at that from from. Uh, Uh, Who's that? I can't even say that name, man. Joseph, man. Shout out to you. New Mexico, you know. Uh, MD, Maryland. You know, DMV, man. That's what I'm talking about. People just say Jonathan Hankins is still a steal. Uh, Jonathan Hankins, I think he got picked up by the Raiders, I believe. Bull City, Durham, North Carolina. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, sir. Huggy, what's going on? Odessa, Texas. Uh, That's from uh, Evo, 480. That's what I'm talking about. Dallas born and bred, you know, hey, look what I'm talking about. Just always been in the mix, man. Always been from been in down here in the big heat. I even say the big D, the big heat, because it's hot out here. 104 degrees gonna be today. Uh what what I don't like from fat boys like Hankins in the middle. Well, we don't like uh fat boys like Hankins in the middle. This is from Donald Lewis. We they just tend to not like the big guys for some reason. Uh, I wish I could change out the context. I really can't see. But Shogun, Texas, man. Uh, North Texas. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. San Antonio. You guys gonna keep Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> San Antonio. That's from Andrew, Andrew Castillo. Yeah. In Germany, man. We got people all over the world tuning in, listening into the show. That is fantastic. That is amazing, man. It's always. And then. Let me know, too, as well, where are you guys watching it from? Like, are you watching it from your mobile or your desktop? Now I'm trying to get into your business, right? <laughs> are you at your home or you're on the road? Because we do have a podcast now, so if, if you're driving, you know, and you want to still tune into the show, you can do that. But it, it won't be live. You just have to catch it on a rebound. You can do that now. I got podcasts going on. Um, Rob, rather, have some uh, undersized Rod would rather have some undersized guys in the middle. This is from Donald Lewis. I think somebody mentioned yesterday about the uh, the Lewis Niels of the world's right. Uh, I think that they trying to play them, put them in um, a, as a fullback. We'll see, but he does have that short area quickness. He have the burst off the line. He his get off the line is a whole lot faster than what a Jihad Ward is doing, but. Hopefully, Jihad Ward in the new system with Rob Marinelli, we can see some explosion. Because that's the only thing that I have my reservations on him. Maybe that will be my next film session: a full breakdown of Jihad Ward's uh, skill set, his release off the line, the way he uses his hands. Go to his Instagram page. Shout out to my guy Italian Cowboy. He really showed. He sent me a link from Blogging the Boys of Jihad Ward using those hands, getting upfield, and um, well, not getting upfield. Using those hands against the practice dummies, you know. It showing a good good deed of uh, technique. Hit the like button, guys. This is from Joseph. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Uh, the best thing you guys can do is hit the like button, share the content, tell a friend, tell a troll, tell somebody that, hey, this guy, Law Nation, he talks cowboys. He tried, I try to go live every day. And if I don't, it's going to be some type of information that I pump out there. And the best thing to do is get the notification. Always jump in and hit the notification button after you smash the like button. And then that's where you can just catch me live. And uh, you guys can see me make my mistakes and all that good stuff. But, uh, Law, what's your thoughts on the first game? Ooh, I love that question. Um, uh, Jason Garrett systems, if you go back to revisionist history, Jason Garrett is one of those guys, when he loses the first game, we have a better season, right? <laughs> but still, defense travel. And we do know that we are projected to have a good defense. Um, hopefully, we have a good defense. The, the other thing is, too, as well, the running game. The running game always in the first game is just not up to par because the new CBA agreement, to collect the collective bargain agreement, uh, you're not hitting, you're not running as much. So, for one, your defense is not used to hitting. So, you look for around week three before that defense shows up and show out, right? And then on top of that, you're running back. He's trying to get his his, 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 his wins together because you really during the preseason, you're just not going to run the ball uh, as much. So normally with the first game, you really don't see the production. So you see a, lo- a little bit more of a sluggish style of play. Hopefully we can just claw it out and scratch it out and win that first game. But revision is history or history alone will show that with the Jason Garrett era, it's best for us to lose that first game and have some type of demeanor, mean chip to go into the New York Giants and just beat the hell out of them and then we go on our tariff you know that's the best thing for so with that first game we do know that they're going to be implementing the Carolina Panthers. They're going to be implementing a new type of system. They have Nov Turner as their offensive coordinator. One thing I do know about Nov Turner, he does know Jason Garrett. So those are two type of uh, things that we're going to have to really take a look at. Nov Turner knows Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett knows Nov Turner. So it's going to be the battle of the pretty much '90s mindset of quarter uh, quarterbacks or pretty much battle of the '90s mindsets of players. You know, to coach. And staff whatever you know whatever I gonna put this together now this is the thing cam Newton along with himself is a college style quarterback he plays off momentum if cam Newton can play with the league and, and play up tight and all this stuff and he starts showing up and start giving us that Superman look we are in trouble. But if we could jump out and we play with the lead, then Cam Newton would start doing Cam Newton things, meaning that if we can create pressure, get turnovers, win a turnover battle, uh, maybe get a kickoff return, something like that, and jump out real quick on a, a Carolina Panther, they will not catch up. They will not win. If you make Cam Newton one-dimensional, we win in this game, no matter how you look at it. But if we find a way, if we can just find a way to get in, get in our way and we have – To play Mr. Ketchup, then we would have every news media talking about the Cowboys are doom and gloom. We told you guys that they are horrible and all this stuff, which could be a blessing in disguise. Uh, Jalen Smith is the next Ray Lewis. This is from my guy D. Will. Dayton Jones, not that bad of a player this is from Lance Satchel. No, he's not, but he's a good rotational piece. Hopefully he can show up and show us something. Um Luke Keekly, <laughs> just what Williams said, I mean, he's the other he's the other uh Sean Lee's of the world, right? Please, law, do a segment on the cons and pros, but focus on the downside of the position flex. Players like Byram and Crawford suffered from being moved all around too much and can't prove trustworthy this is from good 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 stuff good stuff this is from jeremy x hi right, that's a good idea that's a dog good idea maybe i can come out with that right before the season kickoff the cons and pros of, of of being so good that you they have to move you in so many places putting you here not allowing you to grow and that's one thing that we're waiting on with, with xavier woods are they gonna play him in the slot or are they gonna just keep him as a free safety Pick a spot for him and leave him alone, right? So we'll see. Uh what's up, Law? Late to the party. Hey, DJ. That's my DJ. That's my DJ. What's up, man? Hey. Better to be seen than not viewed, man. I appreciate you for joining in. All right, let's see what we have now on the ticker It's 46 minutes long. We've been going into this thing. I always like to leave with a positive message on on Saturdays. If you want a thing bad enough to go out and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it. If all your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap for it. If life itself seems empty and useless without it and all that you scheme and dream is about it. If you'll gladly go out and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan for it, and even dream for it, then dogged and grim and besieged and beset it with the help of Almighty, you will get it. That's what you have to do. And I'm talking about the Super Bowl. These guys got to have that type of temperament, mindset. I can go on and on and on and on and on about how I can try to motivate you guys with just my words. But action means everything. I measure a man not by his words, but by his actions. We got to get out there and make it happen one way or another. This is your brother from another mother. No other. I don't look like Danny Glover. But let's keep it cool for you guys. I really appreciate you guys for tuning in to the show. And remember, these things that we have to put into place, it will happen as long as we can just stay focused. There's not that much difference between a laser and a light bulb. They're both beams of light, it's just that one is more focused. I always remind myself of even the, the, the prey. The hunter versus the prey. You have to know your landscapes, your surroundings in order for you to survive. And this is what this game of football is all about. Being able to survive in the trenches. And we can do that, guys. Hopefully, we can just match all this stuff together that we talked about all this offseason and get our minds together. That's been my time. I really thank you for yours. And remember, you guys are listening to nothing but the best. Salute. I'm out. I jam out to this music, man. I jam out to it, man. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Salute, Ron.